This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected book of the month. Receive double for your trouble. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Today on Live Your Faith. See, hearing can save your life and not hearing can cause you to lose it. I am standing here today because I heard. There have been multiple attempts on my life and I am standing here today because I heard each time. Are you listening to me? Learning to hear can be the difference between living your life fully all the way to 120. Hi, I'm Keith Butler. Welcome to Live Your Faith Broadcast. This broadcast is about your getting the Word of God in a way you can understand it and use it in your daily life. Romans 1.16 says the Word of God is the power of God to all deliverance. So let's go to the Word and let's walk in deliverance in Jesus' name. Now when we talk about hearing, we've already seen it could be by vision. But when we're ever talking about hearing God, we're never talking about hearing him with these two ornaments on the side of your head. You don't hear God say, say again. You don't hear God with these. God is a spirit and what are you? Amen. Your spirit has spiritual ears. Now God may use an outside source like I said, he may use an angel. He may use a prophet of God or a man or woman of God. He may use someone on the outside. Amen. But hearing God really is not a function of this. It's a function of this on the inside. And there are things you do to make yourself more sensitive to that. Where you can hear that voice more clearly. And I hear in Acts chapter 22, we read here also, Amen. Paul kind of recounts the story in verse 7. He said, I fell into the ground. I heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, who art thou, Lord? And he said unto, unto him, I am Jesus of Nazareth, who you persecuted. And they that were with him saw the light. They were afraid, but they didn't hear the voice of him. So the only person that heard the voice was Saul. That happened to me one time. Uh, we were flying in our aircraft. We were flying from Atlanta. And we were flying to Phoenix. Uh, amen. And Jesse Duplantis was with us on the aircraft. We were heading out that way. Uh, amen. And the Lord, honey, if I got this right. And the Lord was either, was either 
Mississippi, or it was Phoenix. Forget now, it was a long time ago. Those churches are long. Those churches are 25 years old or more. But anyway, praise God. So I'm on an aircraft, uh, and the Lord's, oh, yeah. And the Lord said to me, open up a church here in Mississippi, in Jackson, Mississippi. And I said, I turned to Jesse. I said, Jesse, did you hear it? Because it sounded loud to me. I said, Jesse, did you hear that? And Jesse said, hear what? I said, the Lord said, open a church in Jackson, Mississippi. He said, I didn't hear nothing, but I did. Just as plain as day. I heard it in here. Of course, that church is over 25 years old. Today, hallelujah, amen. We then obeyed what was told us. Well, so they didn't hear anything either. And I said, what, what shall I do? And the Lord said, arise, go into Damascus, and there shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for these to do. So you read down to verse 18. A- amen. There's going to be a situation there with the apostle. In fact, we'll go back to verse 17. And it came to pass, and when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple. Now, I also want you to notice he's in prayer. So he's going to obey. He's going to go back to Jerusalem where he came from. Amen. He's praying in the temple, and I was in a trance. And saw him, saw Jesus, saying unto me, Make haste and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy, thy testimony concerning me. Verse 21, he said, Depart, for I will send thee far from here unto the Gentiles. And so the Lord's going to give him where he was going to go, who he was going to minister to, and the Lord was going to save his life because they were going to execute him if he stayed there. Now, he didn't know that, but the Lord knew that. Now, he did the same thing with Joseph, remember? Joseph and Mary. And the Lord spoke to Joseph and said, get you hence, gather up the young child and Mary and flee into Egypt because Herod's going to kill him if he stays. Right? Joseph obeys, gathers them up, go to Egypt until Herod died. And then the Lord said, now he's dead. Now you can go back. And he wound up in Nazareth. See, hearing can save your life. And not hearing can cause you to lose it. I am standing here today because I heard. There have been multiple attempts on my life. And I am standing here today because I heard each time. Are you listening to me? Learning to hear can be the difference between living your life fully all the way to 120 or leaving here early. He to have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. Well, in Acts chapter 13, let's turn over there. Praise God. Give me three more praise the Lord, somebody. I'm not even denting this, praise God. I'm going to be at this for a while because I'm almost out of time. Verse 1, now that we're in the church, that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, that was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetroph, and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord, underline that, 
So you, can, you have to ask the question, well, how do you minister to the Lord? God inhabits what? Praises of our people. We did a lot of ministering to the Lord today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. Now, we don't know if he said through the prophets that was here. But amen, it was said in a way that they understood it. Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have past tense called them. When they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them. They sent them away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia. From thence they sailed to Cyprus. Amen. Now, let me give you my own personal testimony about this hearing. Because next session I do on Sunday morning on this, praise God, I'm going to flush this out a whole lot more. But my own personal, personal testimony about this was, the first time that I remember hearing the Lord speak to me, that I remember it. Now, I'm not saying he didn't speak to me before because when I was eight years old, when I was in elementary school, praise God, I've told you before, one of my classmates was a woman by the name of Andrine Steele. She's a minister of the gospel, a graduate of our Bible school. Used to work for me at the Atlanta church at one time. Amen. Her and I was born on the same day, the whole nine yards. We used to sit in the classroom together at McCullough Elementary School. She, she had a diary. She wrote in that diary. Now, now that she works for me and we're grown and it's, you know, 35 years later, one day she comes up to me and she pulls out the diary. And it's all dogged and yellowed and all that, but she had it right there. Keith Butler said to me, I was eight years old. I'm going to pastor a big church in Detroit. I was eight. Now, my spirit knew that. My head didn't know that. But the first time that I remember Lord speaking to me, I was 15 years old. My mother was in the hospital, and this is now a different location, the same hospital as this, but it's in a different location. My mother was in the hospital, and I'm 15, and you know, you got to learn this permit, but I'm driving without anybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and I remember when I pulled into the parking lot, I pulled into the parking lot and turned left, and I heard the Lord say, I'm a teenager. I heard him just as plain as day. He said, I have called you to preach. And I yelled out, no! <laughs> I mean, it was, there was no doubt about it. In fact, I, I put that car in park and looked in the back seat and said, who's back there? Now, it was... It wasn't with these ears. It was here. But it was, it was so distinguished that I had that reaction to it. Now, that's the first time I remember that. Now, I was 15 years of age. Well, praise God. Next time, that I, of course, I'm going to get born again then a few years later. I'm going to get born again. And when I get born again, because this is about the rain, so I'm turn it off before it does. Yeah. So, of course, when I get married to Pastor Deborah, you know, I was engaged to her when I was 18 years old. So, praise God, I get married to Pastor Deborah, and she would tell you that I used to get under the dining room table, and I'm praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost under that. I come home from work, and I get under that table and pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'm praying, other, praying in other tongues under, under that table, and I'm praying about one thing. 
I want to know what is God's choice for ministry and not my own. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? And I had something happen to me that you saw happen on the stage, except it was just singly with, with me the first time. And, as, and I'm praying in the spirit, praying, on, on, uh, praying in other tongues, and then it welled up inside me like a fire. And I began to pray in tongues out of my mouth with a force, with a rapidity, with a anointing. I don't have the vocabulary to explain to you how it poured out of me. It was, no, it was, it was like, I, it was almost like, not true, but almost like I had no control. You always have control. It was almost like I had no control. I mean, it just poured out on me. And then, then the interpretation came behind it. And the Lord told me what I was to do, where I was to go. Amen. Under what circumstances? Well, that's so when I heard that. So I started heading in that direction. But then I began to let my mind get involved. Amen. Because what the Lord was telling me to do was something that I didn't completely always get. I didn't totally mentally understand it. Now, I, I knew then that you don't stand in a pulpit unless you have some training. You don't just get up behind this desk. James 3, 1 says, Be not many masters, for they receive greater condemnation, greater judgment. I knew, I, even then, I knew not to just get up here. Somebody needs to train you. Now, the training, training doesn't call you, but the training makes sure you act like you've been called. Don't shut me down because I'm preaching good. Hallelujah. And so I had to sign a certain university, amen, Christian school, that I was going to go to. And I'm, now I'm at the little couch we have in this little apartment. And I'm praying again. Notice I keep talking about praying. And I'm praying again in the couch. And I heard the Lord's, and again, it sounded almost, now, there's only been about maybe nine or ten times that it sounds this loud to me. Maybe nine or ten times all these years. But it sounded this loud to me again. He said, I didn't tell you to go here. This place I'm talking about. He said, I told you to go, and then where I wound up going. And he said, past tense. And I don't remember hearing that before. So apparently he spoke to me, but I missed it. Something else you can do too. Aren't you glad that God will continue to talk to you? <laughs> he said, I told you past tense. This is what I said. Oh, so praise God. I did it. Went to Bible school. We had miracles happen. After I became a pastor, praise the Lord. Amen. Pastor in this church 43 years ago. Amen. And we're, and we're looking for our very first building. We had outgrown our little storefront. Amen. We started with 10 people. And so we're in a little storefront there. Praise God. On 8 Mile Road, 15121. Last I saw it was a flower shop. I don't know what it is today, but. No, last time I saw some little church, some little church that moved in there now. Amen. They had a sign as big as the building. Good Lord. <laughs> I saw it. That's right. <laughs> Amen. And so we had outgrown our little storefront, and I'm looking for our very first building, and I'm praying. And I, there's a realtor. This realtor is trying to get me to come see this building in Ferndale. Now, back then, Ferndale was not a place that was welcoming to people who have suntanish skin the color of mine 
I wasn't interested in going to Ferndale. I wasn't even looking for Ferndale. Not only that, a great deal of my little congregation at that time used public transportation. The highway there now didn't exist then. So people would take the bus and they'd have to walk a mile or more, amen, to get to the church. I surely wasn't interested in going over there. It made no sense to me. So I kept looking. I kept trying to find, you know, and he kept keep telling me about this building over here. Finally, just to shut him up. <laughs> it was a couple of months. Just to shut him up. All right, I go look at it. All right. So as soon as I pull up in the parking lot, I heard the Lord say, this is the building. What? See, it made no sense to my head whatsoever. No, no. We wound up having a miracle happen there. On the last day, we were supposed to close supernaturally. We closed that building, hallelujah, and outgrew it in 13 months. The will of God was different than my mind. I'm talking to somebody. But I was praying, seeking the Lord. I just didn't want, the Lord was, was trying to use someone. Hallelujah. Because I wouldn't listen. I'd already set my mind on where I was not going to go. And let me tell you, people can get so hard-headed, you can try and talk to them, they won't even let you get the first word out their mouth. As soon as they know you're going that direction, well, God's smart, so he'll go around and find some another way. Aren't you glad God is merciful? So he found another way to get to me, praise God. And I eventually got there, and we, that was our very first building. Praise his holy name. Some of you here remember the whole Redford situation. Amen. We eventually moved to the east side, and after we all grew up at east side church, then we, we were about to, we're looking for a building large enough to accommodate us, another building. Uh, amen. And I'm in prayer. Oh, that word. I'm in prayer seeking the Lord about, you know, where, where are we going to move the church to this time? And now there was a building in Redford that was at the time the largest church building in Southeast Michigan at the time. Amen. Uh, the church was occupied. There was a church was in it. I didn't know the pastor. I didn't know they had a new pastor. They had a new one. I didn't know the old one, more or less the new one. Amen. They had a new pastor in there, a young guy. Amen. And I'm praying about this issue. And I heard the Lord say, go over there to see them. Meet with the pastor. Tell him. This church, in essence, this church doesn't belong anymore to your church. It belongs to Word of Faith, and you go build on land that you own. Now, I knew nothing about the business of that church. Amen. I had never even, well, I think we may have been there once at their school to try and put, no, that was later? Okay. I'm asking her to make sure I got it right. Okay, but I had never been there even yet. And I sure didn't know anybody in it, and I sure didn't know the church's business. I heard the Lord say that, and I said, Lord, you can't come to some pastor, tell him, this is my church. <laughs> Bye. Go build on. What you trying to do, get me arrested? What you doing? So, so I, I didn't just up and do it either. It took me several days to reconcile that, but what we read, the Lord spoke, then, and actions required behind it. So, I mean, I, I made sure I knew it was God talking, you know, so 
So I made the appointment. I went over there. Most of you have heard the story. Praise God. TV audience haven't. But, <laughs> amen. I eventually wind up in front of the pastor at his desk. And he's, he's talking to me about, because I was on Detroit City Council at the time. And he, he's talking to me about, you know, this good stuff I had done, the councilman and all that, you know. And I'm thinking, yeah, you compliment me now. You wait to hear what I'm about to say, though. You ain't going to be complimenting me long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally. And then, of course, he tells a story when they dedicate their building, when they do build and dedicate that building, and they invited me out for the dedication and then told his side, which was a little different than my side, because his side was he already knew the Lord spoke to him and told him, but he didn't tell me. So he let me stew. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there, I'm like trembling. I mean, you don't tell somebody. I mean, you think somebody can walk in here and tell me? Amen. This 110-acre site don't belong to you. It belongs to so-and-so church. You know, I'd be like, I love you in Jesus' name. Uh, let, me, let me call my security to get you out of here. That's what, I'm That's what I'm thinking, man. They're going to haul me out of here, right? So I'm sitting there, and finally he says, well, so, uh, all right, what, what, what can I do for you? Now, see, I told you, when he tells a story later, okay, and he never told me until a dedication Sunday, and just, be, just before I spoke, he stood up, he said, let me tell y'all my side of the story. I could have killed him. I was so, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm sitting there. He's all right, so what can I do for you? And I'm just, oh, Lord. I couldn't even look at the man. I looked down, looked down at the carpet. I said, I was praying the other day. Yes. <laughs> and I heard the Lord say something to me. Yes. Well, your church is to go build on land that you own. And this church belongs to Word of Faith. And then inside I went. Because I expected my reputation was about to be ruined. And he said, well, you know what? That's right. We are going to go build. That's right. Let's go build on land that we own. They sold the building to us. They built on land that they own. Out there on 274, 275. Hearing. I'll tell you another one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, so after we get this Redford building, we share the building with them. Hallelujah. They were a predominantly Caucasian church. We were a predominantly African-American church, although both churches have people of different races in them. Hallelujah. But that was a big deal back then. The Detroit News of Free Press, forget which one, the Detroit News of Free Press ran a story on the front page above the fold. That's, that's serious. Black and white have church together. Wasn't that a good story? And wrote a story about us. Hallelujah. And so we share with them why they're building. It's going to take two years. So we're sharing the building together. Finally, they get there. It's built. I'm looking forward to being able to have my own office. Because I let him stay in his. So I just kidnap a classroom 
Amen. Make an offers out of it. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to we finally word of faith has the sight to ourself. We're going to buy up everything around it. We're going to do all this stuff. Amen. And then the Lord says to me, go on down here to this side here. Hear the Lord say. I said, buy it with what? <laughs> we spend all our money with that reference building. <laughs> with what? Jesus. Now faith comes by what? Yeah. And what? Yeah. So I have to decide to believe with the head and receive with the heart. You need the Lord Jesus into your life, and you say, how can I receive him? It's very easy. The Bible said in Romans 10, 9, if you will acknowledge him with your mouth, and believe God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ask him to come into your life right now. Tell him you believe he's alive and well. He will come into your life and save you, and you'll never be the same. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected book of the month. Receive double for your trouble. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Hello, this is Pastor Keith Butler, praise God. We're hosting a ministerial conference uh, at one of our churches. In fact, we're going to hold it at our church called Faith Christian Center in Phoenix, Arizona. That's March the 22nd through the 24th. Myself and Pastor Keith Moore are going to be the individuals ministering throughout the entire conference. And so if you are a leader, if you're a minister, praise God, you need to receive some things in you as you minister the rest of 2023. And so that's our ministerial leadership conference is in Phoenix, Arizona at Faith Christian Center, praise God. No states, March 22nd through the 24th in Phoenix, Arizona, and we look forward to seeing you there. If you've been looking for a ministry school that would properly prepare you for the call of God on your life, then prayerfully consider receiving your training through Bishop Butler program. We have trained students all over the world and they're doing great things for the Lord now. And we would love the opportunity to train you too. The Pistis School of Ministry is a two year online hybrid program. And what you can expect to receive is an in-depth study of the Word of God and be equipped with the tools that you will need to succeed in ministry. I can honestly say that Pistis is like no other program. So whether you are a local learner or a distance learner, you can expect to receive the same great learning experience. If you would like to receive more information on Pistis or to register for our upcoming school year, email us at info at pistis.cc. Well, praise God, we're taking the Word of God to Western and Southern Europe and other parts of the world. God wants everyone to hear the Word. You know, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says, teach all nations. Then it goes on, praise God. Teach them to observe what God from lost, all the things that Jesus taught them. So I want you to know when you support Keith Butler Ministries, 
you have a chance for the gospel to go just beyond your neighborhood, teach people around the world. We want to thank you for your prayers and your support, and always remember, fight the good fight of faith.